because his brother Aaron used to hit me upside the head as good luck when he walked out on the field from the dugout to go play for the Indians. He is Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast, an Odyssey original featuring the most notable names in the MLB and all around sports every week. And, of course, he is on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Brett, how are you this week? Good. How you doing? Good. Hi, Brett. You just got friend of the show status. I know it's a huge day for you. Of all the great honors uh, in your life. Humongous. Humongous. You are now friend of the show. There's no prize. <laughs> uh, all right. Question for you with the Guardians. And, I, and a lot of folks here are talking about, you know, Shane Bieber and should the Guardians trade Bieber, knowing they've got some pretty good young pitching that's that's looked good so far. They're still in contention. What do you do? What's the return? We've been here before. What do you think about that? Absolutely not. I think, you know, I played this game a long time. And the one thing I do, I did learn is if you have a chance to get to the postseason, to 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 be in the tournament, to, to play to get to the World Series, you go for it. Uh, because they're, they're too far and few between. I, I think with 2023, the schedule now, the the way it's set up for the postseason, yes, it's it's easier than it's ever been to get to the postseason, but I, I think you never pass up a chance. And looking at this division, I've said it many times, it's just a weak division. So it's there for the taking. You get McKenzie back now. You keep Bieber at the top of the of the rotation. Um, this this division is up for grabs. I mean, the Guardians aren't playing very well, and I think if you ask them in that clubhouse, how have you played so far, I think it would be a resounding below expectations. And the fact that they're sitting here right now, what are they, three and a half out of the lead in that division? Yep. Absolutely a time to go for it, especially, I think, uh, with with the quality of teams in that division right now. It's just not there. You look to the other divisions. You look to the to the west and to the east. Uh, they're loaded. But that central division, it's an opportunity for, for them to play kind of mediocre to this point, get hot. Uh, you know, when it warms up this summer, get hot and, and, and give it a give it a good finish. Brett, let me play devil's advocate here. In okay. the Guardians' world, could going for it mean trading Shane Bieber because you think you have enough starting pitching to make up for it while picking up, say, two bats that go into the lineup and help you now? I see what you're saying. And, and Allen and uh, Bibby yep. done a great job. Do you... Kenzie came back. He's had one outing. Obviously, he pitched great the other day, five scoreless innings. Is that enough, though, really? I think for me, I always need that number one uh, to go deep into the postseason. You know, and, and Beaver's that guy. He has been. Uh, he's been proven. I don't know if I give that up for a bat when it comes to postseason. I'm always looking for pitching, and I'm a hitter. <laughs> but I'm always looking for pitching. And I, I, I can't give up a cornerstone guy if I'm truly, as an organization, going for it. So uh, time will tell and see how they play up up until that trading deadline. It should be interesting. But, um, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of teams this year, it's it's been a little bit of a crazy year for from, from my standpoint looking at it. A lot of teams have emerged that I didn't expect to emerge. And, and a couple of the teams are playing lackluster that I didn't expect to be playing lackluster. I didn't expect the guardians to be below 500 at this point, Seattle Mariners, you know, my, my ex team, I didn't expect them to be sub 500 at this point where on the flip side, I didn't expect the Texas Rangers to be, to be uh, turning there from 22 to 23. They've completely turned it around. The Orioles are playing unbelievable. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's been surprising, but actually fun to watch.
Brett, I'm with you. I, I don't want to move the guy either. I just keep looking a year and a half down the road, and I, I'm assuming just based on our history and kind of what you're thinking the Bieber's going to want on the market that he's not going to, to come back here. How about trading him in the offseason? I'm, I'm kind of with you. If you think you have a chance, I think you hang on to the guy who's your best, your best starting pitcher. But maybe you get into the offseason, it's a different story completely. Maybe? I think, too. I, 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 I think so. But I also think the season plays out and life plays out. So let's see, if, if you were to get into the postseason this year, uh, what happened in the postseason? Was it, was it really something that opened your eyes and said, wow, that was a real positive step the way we did? We got, you know, we got one series away or one, if one game would have gone a different way. And now all of a sudden there's a different enthusiasm in Cleveland. If you play it out and you miss the postseason by one game or you make it and you get eliminated in that first round, well, now there's a different taste in your mouth from an organization standpoint, from a fan base standpoint, and now maybe you have a different uh, strategy come off season. I think at this stage of the season, just getting into June, I think it'd be premature to kind of, kind of already formulate our off season uh, plans. If, if that makes sense. Brett, I, I think sometimes we take Terry Francona for granted here because he's done such a great job. What's his value like right now when you're in a, a place where you're getting good pitching, you're, you're, the home runs aren't there, the RBI aren't there, but yet you know you've got this this leader that can weather any storm. So, like when, you know, the way the team is, and maybe some of the outside noise about getting antsy about not being able to score runs and being able to compete for the whole season. What's the value of Tito right now? Because I, I think sometimes we take it for granted. Calming presence, and, and the and the great ones have that. The great ones find a way to motivate their players. You know, good good times, bad times, in different times to come to the ballpark and find something to play for. Uh, I've been on some teams where guys didn't want to come to the ballpark. Guys didn't want to play for certain managers. When Once that happens, man, that's, that's a really tough situation. But Terry, his track record, the type of person he is, uh, he's a calming presence. I've, I've never really met a guy played with, played against, that had played for Terry that ever had a negative word to say. He's kind of like a, he's kind of a Bruce Bochy type figure. You know, you just, you never really meet anybody that doesn't like Boach. It's just, you know, Dusty Baker. You, you just never meet a guy that doesn't want to play and doesn't want to win for Dusty Baker. I think, I think Terry's in that category. I think his track record proves it. And uh, the bottom line is, you know what? Managers are managers. They can only do so much. And and the fans like to, you know, when things don't go their way, they like to say, fire the hitting coach, fire the managers. Well, at the big league level in that clubhouse, they have little or nothing to do with the outcome of the game. And, and I've used this scenario before. I played a long time, and, and I had a lot of days after a game sitting around the clubhouse with my teammates, kind of breaking down what happened in that particular game. Very few times did I ever say, you know what, Skip really screwed us today. It was his fault. <laughs> You know, it's it's usually the wins or, or, or the players win the games. And when you lose, usually as a player, you didn't do your job. So, uh, yeah, there's 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 only so much a manager can do. But from a getting the most out of his players type, if I take that, if I take that angle, uh, Terry Francona is right up there with with the best in the game. Hey, Brett, I'm not I don't want you to name names, but can you give me a quality of a bad manager or an incident where you were like, oh, this guy's not he doesn't get it. Oh, absolutely. But how am I not going to name names? All right. I was, I was trying to think of a way for you to not, unless you want to name names. Had, you know, and I, it doesn't matter. It could be high school all the way through the pros. 
high school was great. College was great. Uh, you know, I actually enjoyed my minor league managers. Uh, now there was, there, there was one and a half. Okay. But that there were one and a half managers that I didn't really agree with. One in particular uh, that lasted the entire clubhouse uh, in the nineties. You, you could probably look at my bubblegum card and, and, and kind of decipher which one it was. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned the young starters for the, for the Guardians right now who are doing well: Bybee, um, Logan Allen. Bybee, yeah, Bibby. I, I always. It, 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 it looks like Bibby. Sorry, we it looks like Bibby to point. me too, yeah, Brad. Have it's, Jim, there's only one eye. I mean, you know. Anyhow, as a hitter, you see a guy for the first time, you know, and he hasn't been around the league very long. What do you think? What's your approach? But then after you start to get a, a read on this guy, either from you know watching tape or, or seeing him a couple of times, in other words, what adjustments do our young pitchers have to make, Brett? Because you know the hitters are going to adjust. Well, that's the, that's the thing in, in, in baseball. What is my biggest nightmare? It's not it's not facing Roger Clemens on Friday night in the Bronx. It's facing Joe Smith from AAA that I've never seen, heard, and have no video, and, and I have no real read on. That's the scariest thing for a veteran league hitter. I don't know anything about him. I don't have any intel. I don't have anything. I don't have a track record. I don't have anything to go on. I have no idea how he's going to come at me. Uh and, and that's what being a young pitcher does. You get that first time around. Okay, all right, I see. I see what kind of personality he is. I see how he, how he carries himself on the mound. I see if, if he throws me a fastball, I hit a bullet in the gap. He's the type of player that, oh, he abandons his fastball and he goes to the slider next at bat. Whereas he is a guy that says, just because you got me that time doesn't mean I'm going to abandon my fastball. A lot of it goes into it. I mean, that's the game inside the game, that poker match that we play as hitters. Um, but you really kind of more than just the stuff and, and what he has and, and his approach to you, but it's the little details that what's he made of? Is he scared just because I beat him one time? Does that scare him off? Those are the easiest guys in the world for me. If you throw me a, a three, one fastball and I hit a home run and I know you're going to abandon your fastball, that, that makes it simple for me. I just eliminated a pitch from you, but the guys that say, no, just because you beat me one time, I, I believe in my fastball. I'm going to come back with it next to bat. Those are the guys that are tough, and now you really got to cat and mouse them and play that that chess match, which is, uh, for me to this day, just talking through it, talking to young players, the mental side of the game, how you approach a 162-game big league season as a hitter. That still fascinates me, and I can talk all day about it. Brett, uh, just a quick update on the podcast. How's it going? Uh, featured guests, how are things going? Podcasts go good. We're busy. Uh, we're doing a lot. We're going to come out. With, there's going to be an archive Saturday now, so there's going to be four a week. Uh, coming up, we got some good ones. Bucky Dent, Mike Kruko, uh, Dale Murphy, and uh, the great John Miller. From uh, I'm 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 looking forward to That'll be catching good. up with Johnny Miller. Yeah, he, what a great he called voice. my first hit, my first hit, and my first home run. I'm going to ask him about it. See if he remembered. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Hey, Brett, thank you. Congratulations on your friend of the show status, and uh, I'm sure it's an honor you you will cherish for the rest of your life. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, appreciate Brett. it. All right, that was Brett Boone, the host of the Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original.